0: I'm Tyler. Hi, I'm Brevin. And this is Computable. Brevin, I want to build a PC.
1: Well, I can help you with that.
0: Where do we begin? What's your budget? That's a tough question. It's not really. I but... mean, it's I, it's I have the money or I don't. So I, I, I guess my budget is around $2,000. Okay, that's a, that's a lot to work with. But I don't necessarily want to spend that much money if... I don't need to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not like looking to spend $2,000, but mm-hmm. I could afford to spend that much money. And I understand the importance of investing in a
1: good PC. No, that's good because that gives you a lot of options. There's a lot more to discuss when you're not so limited. Say you only had $1,000 and it was like, that's it. Yeah. Okay. It limits everything. But when you got, when you got room to play with, it makes it a lot easier and a lot more fun.
0: All right. All right. So, uh, here I am. I, I know how much money I'm willing to spend. I know that I want a PC that's built by me, presumably. Uh, what, what, what do I do now? This is, this is where my, my understanding ends as far as building a PC goes.
1: Well, I think the first thing to discuss is let's just start going into parts because that's what makes it all up. And that's where all your money is going to be going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, first thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about your CPU. Okay, so you're, you're playing with a range of money where I think you can definitely splurge when it comes to getting more modern stuff. You don't need to stay in stuff that was created in, say, 2017 versus 2018. Okay, so stuff that's made
0: it, I, I think about like cars or something where a car, uh, maybe that's a bad example, but I think I, I see where you're going. How about like, like a mountain bike, right? Okay no one's reinventing mountain biking necessarily well as far as as far as we're aware i'm not too into mountain biking but like the 2017 model of a mountain bike isn't really all that different from a 2018 model it's just a bit older Mm -hmm. right so is is the
1: year that it came out all that significant it's significant up to a certain point so Let's so that's that's a good branch into what I want to discuss next which is the whole naming convention of CPUs. You've probably seen. Have you done any research on any type of like CPU names or anything like that coming into this before? I think I've like looked at lists and gotten overwhelmed pretty quickly. You but you saw all the numbers. There's, you saw numbers there's everywhere. Numbers and letters. Mm-hmm. So to dis- to to discuss it, I'm going to talk about Intel more so than AMD because I'm more familiar with Intel. I'll mention AMD later but We'll worry about Intel for now because they already have their own naming convention. Firstly, so I'll, I'll, I'm going to say, and it, it's CPU for you, okay? I'm going to say what it is. <laughs> I'm going to give examples, you a name. Yeah. So an i5, Intel i5 5600K. That is okay. the name of a CPU. Okay. So the naming convention for CPUs goes, so 5600 is the thing you want to pay attention to the most. Wow.
0: I I feel like the the i579 is
1: Well, this is only for age. We're talking about only for age right now when it comes to time. Okay, okay. Those are important, but we'll get to those in a little bit. So, 5600, so the 5 is basically like the generation you could call it. It doesn't necessarily mean what year it came out because sometimes they take 2 or 1 years to come out. Depends kind of how much technology they're reinventing. So, the 5 would count for the generation and the 6 or the, like, so you could have a 5700, a 5600, or 5500. And I'm pretty sure in most cases, I could be wrong in certain cases because there's always outliers when it comes to CPU naming, but in most cases, an i3 is going to be linked to the 5500, an i5 is going to be linked to the 5600, and an i7 is going to be linked to the 5700 series. Why have two numbers to signify the same thing, then? What do you mean?
0: You You say, so the i3 will always be 5500.
1: Okay. The i7 will always be 5600. I think more so for what I'm talking about cuz there are other CPUs. These are the ones that most gamers use. So the like there's there's hundreds of CPUs probably, not hundreds per generation, but there's dozens per generation, but a lot of them are for like buying a $200 Chromebook. Mm. Like it's or, probably like going like to be like a it's going to be like a 5250. But you're never going to buy that on a gaming PC, so why worry about it? Okay. okay. This, the things you need to pay attention to are the 55, 56, and fifty-seven. And let me explain a little bit more too. The newest processors right now are the nine thousand series, so it'd be a ninety-five, a ninety-six, or a ninety-seven hundred K. Okay, I'm getting it. So yeah. So what's the, what's the K then? Because then I hear okay. K, that's I what, yeah. Think, I'm gonna like... I'm gonna get to that too. So. The K signifies whether you can overclock it, basically, or not. You could buy an 8700 or 9700 and not have a K, but it just means you can't manipulate the, um, you know, the charge firmware. levels on it. Not the firmware, but you can't manipulate, like, when I say overclock, I'm talking about, so let me explain what overclocking actually means. You're basically forcing the device to perform more, to do more actions than it was meant to do. Okay. Then it's, like, deemed safe, necessarily. Safe oh, okay. is kind of not the right word, but when, then it was designed to do.
0: Within the warranty within the limits. specs. Yeah, within whatever, the warranty yeah.
1: specs. Um so if you have a K, that means you can push it beyond the, you know, speed that it was intended to or give it more volts to be able to reach a certain performance level. So for example, my computer I have an Intel I seven four seven seventy K. That is my CPU, and I've had it that CPU came out in two thousand thirteen. It's very old now. Okay. It's kinda ancient. It's it's starting to show its wear on certain games, so so four four seven,
0: say four seven seven seventy k.
1: So that generation of CPUs is one of those outliers where they decided to do weird things with their naming right, convention. Right, let's not get too into that. Yes,
0: yeah. we're talking. We're present day.
1: Yeah, right. But anyway, it's four seven seventy k. But based based on your
0: your explanation, four means it was probably like three or four generations ago.
1: Yes, about seven means it was. The high-end model it's, at the it time? Is, it is one of the highest-end models you can get for an i7 processor at that time.
0: Okay. So and K
1: means that it can be overclocked. Yeah. So my CPU originally runs at 3.5 gigahertz, and I think the turbo clock, which is basically when you're doing something intensive, it increases the clock speed on it just for that time so it can conserve power, goes up to 3.8. But since I have a K model, I overclocked it to 4.0 gigahertz. Okay. And from it performs 3. better. From three soon. From 3.5. Mine constantly always runs at 4.0. Which oh, probably understood. is worse power consumption-wise, but it's not enough to, I think, matter. All right. Should I know what a gigahertz is?
0: Uh, that's, like, that's like... I don't think you need to, honestly. Okay. <laughs> it's
1: not, it's not going to mean enough bigger to you. Bigger number is better? Yeah. Most of the time. Most it depends. Time. But for what we're going to be talking about, yes, bigger number is better. Okay. We'll say that. Okay, sure, sure. So, each CPU... We already talked about the naming convention. It goes basically from what you're going to be paying attention to when it comes to buying what you want to buy is 8000 and 9000 series. That's really all you need to worry about. Everything below that's kind of outdated at this point. And by outdated, it's not really technology wise, it's more speed wise. And you'd be dealing with older motherboards. You'd be dealing with older hardware in general, usually, if you're going to buy anything. So we'll focus on the 8000 and the 9000 series. Interestingly, this is another outlier, of course. The 8000 and the 9000 series are technically the same CPU generation. But they had a performance boost or something like that. They're both called, they're both part of Coffee Lake, which is the actual internal head name of the generation. So it's one of those
0: annoying Intel things where like, this one's so much better. It's next generation than Mm -hmm. our current generation, even
1: though it came out at the same time. They didn't come out at the same time. It was a year apart between. 2017 is 88,000 series. 2018 is 9,000. They're the newest ones. Okay, that's not as bad then. So those are what you're going to pay attention to. I believe they use the same socket on the motherboard. So when you're building your CPU, you need to decide, you know, what CPU you want. So you can choose your motherboard so you can know what socket that you need to put in because each generation uses a different socket. I think 8000 and 9000 use the same socket. So if I, the the motherboard that I would be looking for
0: would be compatible with both. I believe so. 8000 and 9000. Okay. So you mentioned that certain motherboards are only compatible with certain graphics cards, does that... CPUs, you mean? CPUs, I'm yeah. sorry. Does that um, prevent me from future-proofing with a motherboard? Like, is that just an impossible...
1: That Yeah, it does. It, it, in the sense that... So if you wanted to future-proof right now, your best option is to get the most powerful CPU you possibly can. When you get down the road, say, like, the next generation of CPUs comes out, it's going to be a new architecture. It's going to be a completely new generation. You're not going to be able to upgrade to that. So
0: essentially, you're not able to upgrade CPUs, so... Unless
1: it's part of the same generation, so say you bought an i3, you wanted to go to an i7, you could do that if it was part of the same generation. Okay, okay. but you're buying the top of the line stuff, so no. In your case, you wouldn't be able to unless it ends up being another generation where they don't do an architecture upgrade; they only do you know a power consumption upgrade, and that's up to the Intel gods. Yeah, so that's up to up to pure luck if you get that (laughs) lucky.
0: All right, all right. So okay, that doesn't necessarily factor into our decision. Yeah, it's more about what we want now and
1: yeah, worry about what's what we have now. Okay. So the next most important thing to discuss would definitely be the cores. You've probably heard of, you know, having a quad-core processor. Quad-core processor. Yeah, the best, right? Quad-core, you have to have it. In I think for what we're talking about, it's not as important. You want to focus more on having an i7 versus an i5 because the things that... What the cores base is. Do you, know what, do you know what cores actually kind of do in a computer? So the idea is
0: running multiple independent processes. Pretty much, yeah. Processing process probably isn't the technical vocab word for that. I don't, I don't know, honestly know but, either of um, it
1: is. But it's, yeah, it's running multiple, you know, you can, we'll call it computations. Yeah. Computations at the same time. Some games tend to be able to use more threads and grab more power from a CPU versus only using a single thread. It basically depends on how the creators made their game and it varies between games is it
0: is it the way the industry is heading or is it more of a
1: niche thing i would say right now the industry in most games that i've looked at that are modern they tend to do more to use more threads and use more cores rather than focus on single things because if they're only using a single core they're probably not programming the games to the best capability optimization they're not optimizing so it's like the
0: the the publishers who care about pc optimization tend to take advantage
1: of multiple cores yeah because they're going to get more out of your processor Mm. versus only focusing on a single thread but something that maybe you want to do with your computer is if you want to emulate which you know what emulation is Mm -hmm. uh playing games in a virtual environment essentially Yeah. yeah playing games in a virtual environment uh those tend to use only a single thread because obviously you have to you know no. Recreate the console in the PC. So if you want to do PS2 emulation, you want to focus more on getting a really powerful, not c- like a powerful CPU where each thread is very powerful, rather than you know an octo core CPU, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Maybe it's better to get a quad core. So we should
0: say I'm interested mainly in gaming on on my PC. Yeah, uh, I'll be doing software development too, which some of the like IDEs can be a bit intensive. Mm-hmm. JetBrains is pretty pretty big hog but um
1: you won't be doing much media though what yeah multi
0: cores would someone who would benefit from that is someone who might have like photoshop running and some like unity
1: running at the same time can, yeah that's where you
0: can you like specify what you want to run on
1: which core Is that, how does that work? What do you mean by which core? Do you mean like say versus buying, you know, an octo core CPU versus buying maybe a quad core? Well, let's say you
0: have a, you have a quad core okay, and you know that you're going to be running three pretty intensive applications. Mm -hmm. Are you able to dictate like, I want this to run on this core and this to run on this core? You can actually,
1: yeah, you can do that with task manager. Okay. Oh, task manager. Yeah. That's funny. You mentioned that there's certain games that are badly optimized where if you don't limit them to one cpu they don't utilize everything at once like one core i can't think of a name of a game that i've Uh, played with where every single time you boot it up you gotta change what core it focuses on or else you get really bad performance
0: oh oh so do games normally like prefer a underused core
1: some games if they are badly optimized can prefer to use only a couple cores rather than everything okay okay and you get oh i see that way
0: So but if someone if someone was interested in uh like building a media PC, they might be more interested in in multiple cores. In multiple cores, I would say, yeah. Lower ceilings, but they can
1: Do more at once. Yeah, if you're gonna be if you're gonna be multitasking a lot, you wanna deal with more cores almost always. So long as the power isn't, you know, too jeopardized.
0: It tends to be that the more cores you have, the the worse individual
1: processing power you have per core. Up to a certain point, yeah. If you're dealing with, like, the highest-end CPUs, then no, that's no longer the case. So probably actually for what you're dealing with, it may not be as much the case as if you're dealing with, you know, more entry-level hardware. When you're dealing with, we're probably, you know, going to deal with you with an i7 because of your budget. The processing power compared to buying, you know, a really high-core CPU from AMD versus the Intel may not actually be that much because the new cpus of intel actually have more than the four cores the new standard cores, is 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 more, more than, than four, four. cores oh, okay. yeah and that's yeah i should have mentioned that earlier the the newest uh 9 9000 series actually has an eight core cpu holy moly it actually has an octo core cpu which i keep talking about and <clears throat> more cores is where the industry is going so i think quad core honestly probably will be gone before you know it that's interesting i i wonder if like
0: how much how much has the average consumer i know we're not average consumers really yeah yeah. but how much has normal use of pcs changed from running a single application at a time to running multiple you know what i mean like yeah is is there that great of a benefit to adding so many cores or is it more just like well we don't know what to do anymore as far as (laughs) advancing our technology so just throw some more cores out there and people will pay us money you know
1: let me say first that What I'm gonna say right now is more theory than what I'm actually (laughs) aware of what's true, so I could be wrong. Okay, but as for everything we say on on this, yeah, nothing is concrete. I could be wrong about some things, but I know generally what I'm talking about. What the developers are gonna do is they're going to utilize as more cores become more common in in lower grade CPUs or Mm -hmm. in lower grade PCs, they're going to utilize them more because you remember you have to. Even though we like to... Everyone likes to think of themselves as an enthusiast. There are people out there who are buying, you know, less expensive parts. So you have to deal with those people first. You can't limit your game or else you have a game like Crisis, which is impossible to run on anything. <laughs> so you have to... until You need to account for the... Maybe not the lowest common denominator, but close the to... The general a, population. Yeah. You don't want to only make your game work on an octocore CPU no. because you're limiting your player base. So I think for now, more cores will be utilized
0: so that there is there is a way for like developers to take great to take advantage, advantage of them yes. it's just that not that common of a practice right now because so many pcs in the wild are single core or less than
1: not single core. core but running quad core is probably still the most common by okay. far than octo core or you know six core
0: yeah i don't even know what i have but it's probably
1: a quad core. If it's mine's, a, mine's a quad core at home, and back then that was probably the best you could get in 2013. Oh, okay. So that shows you know how much it's already changed.
0: All right, all right. So moving on from uh, number of cores.
1: Yeah. So the next thing we can talk about is um, choosing AMD versus Intel. Right now for you, I think Intel is the best way. That's what I've built with. Um, it's what I'm most used to. It's to working with. Their, the way you install AMD versus Intel is slightly different. It's not much different, but it's to the point where I've never built an AMD PC, so I don't actually even know what the differences are, I just know it's different. But for anyone, you know, who's listening, I think when you if you're dealing with a really tight budget, AMD is where you want to probably look at because you're going to get better bang for your buck with AMD.
0: It just requires more active knowledge of what's going on and
1: not necessarily more active knowledge. I think the best way to describe what you're going to be dealing with in a- with AMD is games are not usually as optimized for the cores that that's actually brings us back to our last point. They're not usually as optimized for the amount of cores that AMD has. Mm-hmm. You're usually going to get better performance on Intel because they have higher, they have a higher single thread rating. They have higher oh, marks for that. Okay. Dealing with them dealing with AMD. And that's really all I have to talk about when it comes to AMD. Cause like I said, I'm not, I'm not the master and, uh, of AMD.
0: I'll defer to your knowledge base, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that there are AMD fans out there who would argue against you. Of course, yeah. Uh, but
1: As there is with anyone, <laughs> with I anyone. would argue against them. So you yeah. could go back and forth, whatever you're used to. Um, obviously, AMD is still a really good company. And I have friends who built many PCs with AMDs, and it's not like they have issues. Mm, so, yeah, it's, not, it's not
0: like some dark horse. It's like the uh, the, other it's the other option. It's the other option,
1: and usually you're one or the other. Yeah, okay. So we're going to go Intel. Yeah, for this build, we're going to deal with Intel. And I've already mentioned a little bit I3, I5, and I7s, but I'll explain more about what that is. I don't necessarily know what the number actually means. But what I can tell you is that the higher the number, the better. And that's all you really need to worry about. I wonder if they're going for
0: prime numbers. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's interesting. But well, they added the I9. 9 is not prime. And that's, yeah. Hmm. so all right there goes that. they point. were until they decided I mean, one, they needed a new number obviously one and two are also prime i understand that i won oh is is one a prime number i think the definition i think sure. the definition of prime is that it's only divisible by one and itself and one is only divisible by one and itself but not <laughs> and as in two separate or actors so I think I think someone told me that it's not it's not technically primed by that strict definition, but we'll leave that. For I the, think it's a prime. We'll leave that one. for the mathematicians. <laughs> um, I3, I5, I7. It seems like it's to me, it's just like low, medium, high. And depending on the generation,
1: that's a really good way to put it. That's better than I could have said it. I was okay. thinking way more technical. Yeah, it really is low, medium, high. If you the price point's going to increase as you go up because you're going to have more power. Um, I have built computers with an I3. think I built one computer with an i3 one of the first ones I ever built when I was in high school interesting and you know back then you have a really tight budget so we decided to put I think it was an i3 it might have been a 4000 series back then but it's when you build with any of those they're not different to put in they're all the same they're no different in architecture it's just how much power basically it's going to output so as as a layman and power is in performance I should say not actual like you know watts performance What's
0: confusing to me as as someone who doesn't understand that much about hardware is Intel advertises things, and and they'll say like oh oh this is running an i3 and they're like that's the that's the advertisement like powered by Intel i3 mm-hmm. and I'll, I'll look at that because I have an i7 in my laptop and I think i3 that's like so much worse than my i7 but in reality it's a new generation so it's almost certainly better than. If my... you're talking
1: about newer, like a newer i3 better than an, like an older i7. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what I, I th- I'm i pretty sure I did some research about that exact topic because I have a really old CPU and I want to upgrade. I think I saw that the i3 of this generation is nearly as good as my i7 of that old of a generation. And the i5 absolutely destroys my i7. Yeah.
0: It's
1: not even like comparable.
0: So I, I wonder, like, just to get in the heads of Intel's marketing, right? people look at their laptops it's got that i7 sticker on it and it says i5 from like four years ago mm-hmm. and they're out there advertising an i3 without really giving any information to indicate this is better than what you have
1: isn't that that's confusing? a really interesting thing to talk about because a lot of the time when they're advertising you know what cpu they have in the computer they leave out those numbers. they
0: say they say the generation which i guess is the the signifier but mm-hmm. if if you you can change the numbers why wouldn't it be why wouldn't we be on i27 or something you know
1: i think it's it's probably just a naming convention thing just it's to just keep everything weird. together
0: it's really weird to me and it's confusing because i up until very recently i've been like seeing laptops and stuff with i3 and i'm like why does this why are they still making things with i3s or like macbooks like they mm-hmm. have i5s mm-hmm. And I was look well, they're prohibitively expensive anyway. Mm-hmm. But I was like, if if it's this expensive, why doesn't it have an i7? Because i7 is the best. You like, got to pay an extra
1: three hundred dollars when it comes to yeah, Apple. Yeah, of course, of
0: course. Or but an anyway, extra two
1: hundred to get an SSD. But, but anyway, that's like, the fact
0: that they have an i5 isn't as bad as I thought it was because it's still like the newest i5. Yeah, so it's just it's just confusing that there's these two variables and one is far more highlighted than the other, even though it's probably less significant if you're looking at the Broader scheme, it is.
1: Yeah, the generation is actually what's definitely more significant, and yeah. I think it gets left out a lot. It's a very interesting thing, and I've noticed that too. Because when it comes to all right, we're, we're branching off a little bit, but I'm going to discuss one thing. Laptop CPUs are usually different from desktop CPUs. They have different numbers, and I think I haven't done modern research on how they name them now. But I know two years ago, when the last time I bought a laptop, they they put you usually at the end. They put a U, oh. which I don't remember what that stands for, but it usually signifies that. It's mobile, a mobile device, rather than that, and they're usually a lot weaker. I like the idea of modern research, by the way, (laughs) instead of like,
0: uh, what's another era? Come on, classical research. (laughs)
1: Like (laughs) I was doing classical research two years ago about
0: CPUs. What do you think I need then? Because I feel like the i nine isn't it a
1: lot more expensive than the i seven? It is significantly more expensive. Okay, hold on. The highest end i nine is significantly more expensive. But the lowest end i nine, I believe, I think I'm correct on that is not super more expensive. It's about 200 extra dollars. So when you not... say
0: lowest end, are you talking about lower generation?
1: No, I'm talking about so. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, okay. talking about I do <laughs> in my notes. I have notes right here. I have something I have notes, mentioning. I swear, yeah, I'm not just going off the top of my head. No, I I mention I want to mention i nines and i nines are more for like industrial computers. Like if you're rendering things,
0: or like if you have like cloud farm
1: yeah like server type cpus so they're extremely powerful and i don't know exactly how their naming convention works but i know it's slightly different from the i7 and an i5 and i3 they have some but you're saying that there's
0: variations within i7 i5 and i9 and i3 or is it just i9 it's just i9
1: for okay yeah there are variations between i7 i5 and i3 but you don't need to worry about those okay i9 has a weird naming convention but i think it's Beyond what you need to do, it would be a waste of money, in my opinion, to deal with that. Something that I, I think
0: this is like the very beginnings of my uh, my modern research on mm-hmm. <laughs> which processor to get before I gave up and decided to make a podcast. It seems as if i nine has greater power potential, but like the the software hasn't caught up to the point where benchmarking is able to sufficiently indicate the difference in power. Do you know what I'm talking about?
1: I, yeah. Okay. So I think you're definitely not wrong but when i know dealing with i9 cpus they have insane amounts of cores i'm talking like 32 or like 16 so they're really good at multitasking which is what you'd want to do if you're rendering things because you're doing so many calculations to you know put everything together Mm -hmm. um in when we're talking about gaming no game's going to take advantage of a 16 core cpu no one's no one's running that maybe a game
0: that comes out 12 years from now who knows yeah
1: anything from then maybe we'll be on that type of cpu (laughs) but for what you need to deal with it's it's not even worth mentioning unless you want to waste money (laughs) which right now you don't okay
0: the i9 you're saying yeah the
1: i9 it's not even worth going into too much depth if you want to build a media's computer think about it i guess if you're really doing high-end stuff but other than that you don't need it for gaming that's the
0: thing it's like if you have any budget that's less than i don't know four thousand dollars any decision that you make is going to impact the other decisions that you make as far yes. as how much money you're spending. So exactly. if I decided to splurge and get an I9, that would hurt what I was getting from my other computer It components. would hurt everything else on the computer yeah. way too much. Significantly to worth yes. Yeah. So I7 is is for me.
1: I7's for you. With your price budget, I think it makes the most sense and it's gonna it's gonna I've been running mine for five years and I've only recently noticed on the very, you know, upper bounded games like Battlefield 5, something that is 64 people, it's massive. It starts to chug a little bit. But other than that, it's really good. Can
0: we talk about the distinction between a CPU and a graphics graphic cards effect on gameplay? Because, yeah. Or yeah. Rendering. I can talk about that. Because I as I again as like a dumb consumer, I think like, oh, game games are all on graphics cards. Everything else is on CPU, but it's not as clean of a distinction. It's
1: not. Um I'm not an expert on that at all. I'm not an expert on anything. But that's one thing I don't know, you know, super technical terms about. But I know that games that games that have a lot of people in them usually require people as in end. human beings or as in i should say characters both because if you're playing a game that's online with 64 people in the game at once like a battlefield game that's going to take more cpu power to run because you've got so many things going more on resources once. even though a lot of the servers running that it still takes you know some of what's going on over there um If you're dealing with a game like Assassin's Creed with a lot of, we'll call them NPCs, yeah, non-player characters, a lot of moving parts, that's going to take more of a CPU than a GPU. Although Assassin's Creed takes both because that game is very intensive. But a GPU more so would be used for, you know, shaders and things like that, like dealing with shadows rather than, what's the word I'm looking for? Physics. Physics is what's going to take up the most of your CPU because that's all the calculations that the game's trying to do.
0: Actually, that's interesting because I was playing some game. Maybe it was Crackdown Three or something. Mm-hmm. And in the settings, it says it says what each setting impacts. And I noticed that like graphics-based settings, like physics scale, would had a high impact on CPU and not GPU. But mm-hmm. that's because it's it's not rendering so much as like cal- like algorithmic calculations. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's basically the difference. Um, certain games focus more on targeting your CPU and other games focus more on targeting your GPU. Like Arma, for example, is notorious for basing all of its performance on your CPU rather than your GPU. That's it's 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 really bad at using your GPU because there's so many calculations going on when it comes to, you know, AI. Yeah, and that's and not stuff it, like that.
0: I mean, I don't know I don't know how it looked when it came out, but that's not exactly like a beautiful game. It's not yet, the right? best-looking
1: game at all. No. But it hits my computer hard because the CPU is so old. Arbor. For example, I have a 1080, which we haven't talked about yet, but anyone who doesn't know anything about it, that's a relatively new GPU that came out in the last four years. And my CPU, or no, it came out in the last, like, two. But my CPU is, like, five years old, and anything that's CPU-intensive hurts my computer a lot compared to the GPU.
0: So CPU and motherboard, are those the primary, like, the, the two things that you really can't upgrade? moving forward or you can't yeah you really can't is there anything more beyond that
1: no yeah graphics card you could upgrade i've done that on my
0: own computer so it's like it's like this is my this is my baseline and will 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 my cpu be the first maybe i should say the last thing to bottleneck
1: with what you're dealing with yes i think it will be because mine my cpu was the last thing to bottleneck my computer Interesting. i didn't notice anything before it okay
0: good to know good to know so i'm at intel over amd basically mm-hmm. as a matter of convenience i yes. i mean yeah and it's not like it's not like it's a necessarily risky decision right That's no it's not people, risky at all yeah
1: i7 which is actually how many cores what what you're dealing with is going to be eight it will be eight if you we're gonna what i want to get you is a 9700k let me explain that all right. that is the cpu i think you should get in your computer the best one that's on the market ninth generation
0: ninth generation 700 means it's higher end not quite 800
1: which is what i imagine the i9 is see i don't know enough about the naming conventions of the i9 team okay, be so, able to comment okay on that. Right.
0: i won't try to extrapolate <laughs> but um and the k means it's overclockable
1: yeah we might as well get you that one it's only like an extra 30 dollars
0: yeah that seems like a weird that seems like a weird thing that they would let you not do that
1: yeah i I, it's definitely less common when i've seen benchmark metrics um they take in you know a bunch of users the population that has non-k cpus is very low compared to k i think because they're also not marketed as well if you're
0: if you're Buying for performance you know maybe if you're getting like a fleet of business computers then you would get the non-k series also
1: k too. i had mentioned this k is like one percent better performance wise it's something very marginal but it is just a tiny bit better
0: that 30 bucks worth yeah Yeah, that extra tiny
1: bit all right um yeah so intel i7 9700k is what we're gonna get
0: i feel good i'm like just having that information out of the way i feel empowered like (laughs) i know what i'm getting like that's such a difference from where i was
1: do you want to know the price about what i what i last time i looked
0: what it was all right you're gonna you're gonna kill my heart no i'm not gonna i'm not gonna
1: it's not super expensive it's about (laughs) 350 i believe
0: 350 350 to 400 that's not bad so uh, that's maybe interesting um a big thing about graphics card
1: lower sorry to cut you off it might be about 300 last time i checked
0: We'll we'll get exact numbers but I mean, we're gonna we'll we get exact numbers when we go to pay for it, anyway. But we'll tell you guys. Um, so, recently, with graphics cards, maybe not so recently anymore, but the Bitcoin uh, oh, bubble, God. I guess, <laughs> that crazy has affected graphics card pricing significantly right mm,
1: it, it, is it, it coming did. down yes it is uh, Is that's basically not relevant anymore since the crash since All whatever right. happened i don't even know if you would call it a crash i don't know whatever. what the heck they're doing um, but
0: yeah let's not talk about bitcoin <laughs> on this podcast but that doesn't affect has not
1: affected cpu prices as much not that i know of it pr- maybe it did a tiny bit but.
0: something about the computation for decrypting i know a little bit about it and I don't want to get too deep into it. Don't even say anything. Don't if, even. If okay. someone can <laughs> contradict you, because they probably very easily will. It's so let's just, yes, just people leave that, alone. Too much about, that But I them. just wanted to say, like that—that that affected graphics cards, yes. Not CPUs. So CPUs have had a consistent price point over the past several generations. Yes. I assume. Yeah. So am I paying like what I would have paid for an i7 three years ago? Yes. Interesting. Okay. My i7 new was
1: 320 Okay. So maybe it went up a tiny bit. That's why I'm actually thinking yours might be closer to 300 than 400 Oh, okay. I think they're all re- reasonably around the same price. Three
0: 350 So what's that percentage-wise? That's like um,
1: 17% of my oh, total budget. And it's one of the most important parts, if not the most important part. That's pretty good so far, honestly. Yeah. Most of your money is going to come from the graphics card because most games utilize that more okay that's where you want to go okay. on but we'll talk about that more when we get to it
0: all right is there anything else to be said about the cpu um oh, i'll wait. do a brief it's not short for computer right it's not i
1: learned <laughs> that in my research
0: wait <laughs> is... you just learned that that's like the cool well, it's, it's person it's... <laughs> who doesn't know anything about computers thing <laughs> and Stimately, i'm, ha- I'm I having thought...
1: you oh Brevin. i had to look it up i looked i said computer processing unit i should oh. have known better wait in this podcast not in this podcast oh my but God. Okay. when we've been talking about it before it's central processing unit yes that is what it stands for in the case you've been wondering unit what we've been talking at about the
0: center of the
1: computer of the unit of the unit <laughs> yes. okay. um only other thing i really want to talk about is actually two things i want to talk about onboard graphics do you know what that means
0: let me okay give me a second onboard mm. graphics Onboard.
1: It's not important, but it's something to think about, I guess.
0: I had... Oh, maybe this is a good time to bring this up. My, okay. my issue with, oh, with my laptop, which I've told you about before, yeah, but think it's it just tough. a funny story. Um, I wasn't aware of the NVIDIA control panel on Windows mm-hmm. and the fact that you... for I don't know if it was for all games or for certain games, you had to give preference to using the graphics card as the main workload some games over the CPU so i was running games on my cpu and they were <laughs> running far worse than they ought to have been up to like a year and a half maybe 2 years after i had my God. laptop so i was just so needlessly suffering with this hardware that wasn't necessarily that bad but mm-hmm. i just wasn't i didn't even know well enough to use it yeah, you didn't know adequately. what you're missing out on. Exactly, but if
1: you went back, you wouldn't be able to do it, and it's you would be surprised. You would be surprised how many people run into that same issue with other things. Exactly, it's, it's
0: such a shame because people are paying for this, I included, mm-hmm. and it's not some. I mean, you right click and click Nvidia Control Panel, and then it's right there. Yeah. So once you know where it is, but but I didn't even realize that that was something that could happen. Yeah, exactly. You, you expect that the hardware that you're buying will be used to its, like, potential. Not to its potential, necessarily, but, like, the way that it ought to be used. Yeah,
1: you expect it to be used fully, yeah, to the potential, like you said. Yeah, but that's not the case. That's not always the case. Well, I, I think usually you don't have to worry about that. Like, in your case, I am surprised. I can't think of many uh, modern games that actually have you choose the adapter. That's what it would be called in the settings. It would be called a graphics adapter, I believe, in most games um most games don't let you choose it well I think it's maybe not, it's it's not the within the game though it wasn't
0: no it's in like i'm on the desktop i know what in I was the getting, control panel
1: i know what i was getting a display adapter which is the monitors not that so yeah you're right within the within yeah. the control panel yeah that would be where you would and check
0: that i don't like i said there's like a weird like default i don't know if it was defaulting to prefer to the cpu all the time or if it was like Oh, yeah, games.
1: Maybe that was a factory setting that they messed up. That's in. what I think. It, yeah,
0: I think it was a factory setting, but I don't know. Oh, it was one of those Asus Republic of Gaming laptops. Oh, so uh, you would think they would get that.
1: That's my but... motherboard is ROG. All
0: right. Anyway, anyway, so back to onboard graphics.
1: Yeah, so I, I don't know. Never... What, I don't know what it is. You I don't think I should is. say is. OK. That I <laughs> <laughs> All right. So onboard graphics basically is the graphics processor you can't call it a card because it's not a card it's not really big it's built within the cpu and it runs the graphics on your desktop or on games if you don't have a graphics card plugged in it utilizes that so that you can still see what's going on on your computer interesting
0: it's probably like what the uh what's it called like the boot menu runs
1: on you know what i mean yeah this brings back the the you know versus topic of amd versus um intel and basically, AMD processors do not have onboard graphics. So let's say a case your GPU fails, you wouldn't be able to use your computer. It's just bricked until you can replace it. It's basically, because yeah, you can't see what you're doing. But if your graphics card fails on an Intel processor, you're going to take advantage of your onboard graphics. It's okay. a tiny little thing, but I figured I'd mention it.
0: All right, all right. It's so, just something to think about. And that's, that's the onboard graphics
1: not card like it's a chip basically like i i know so little about this that my knowledge is before i built my computer when i had to look at what my old laptop used to have as its graphics card to look at what it would benchmark on back then it's called an intel hd 4000 that is probably wicked old if you actually it's like 2012 stuff.
0: (laughs) but they have a different name and convention um but that's that's baked into a motherboard i presume
1: it's baked in the cpu
0: Oh, the CPU okay. is what has, which that. is why
1: we're talking about it right now. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, it's not very important. You'll never, you're never probably going to run into an issue when you need to use it. Hopefully, let us, let us hope that we don't. Yeah, but something to think about. Okay. Figured I'd let people know. And the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to CPUs is cooling. Oh, we're talking about that. I want to talk about it now. Cooling. Yeah. All right, that's a nice little surprise for me. I didn't yeah. know that. All right. So there's, there's. I don't want to say there's only two ways. There's two main ways that people cool down their CPU. Do you know why you? Do you know why you need to cool it down? Like how hot they get, so I can put it into perspective. They generate heat. They generate a lot of heat. Like for example, one time I did not replace my cooler correctly on my CPU, and it was at like 99 degrees Celsius. It's like constantly, which is awful.
0: I don't know if you know the answer to this, but I just realized I don't know like what. I know why car engines get Hot is because the pistons are like firing. Yeah, it's like a physical many explosions going. Yeah, on. it's
1: physically happening.
0: But I don't necessarily know why. It... I guess the electricity running through it is that
1: all. That is, yeah, it's the electricity. Okay, that's the only thing I can think of. I'm not like it is the electricity. I'm not 100 sure, but <laughs> what else would it be? It's the electricity. It's the volts running through it. Yeah, it's the little goblins inside with the <laughs> like torches. Yeah, it's the explosions going off on the inside. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let me just start
0: my computer.
1: <laughs> but um. Yeah, so basically what you need to do is if you don't want your, you don't want your CPU running at 99 degrees Celsius because it'll shut down by itself because that's very dangerous and it puts a lot of wear and tear, which is funny, you brought up engines. It's kind of the same thing with CPUs. It puts more wear on a CPU if it's hotter constantly.
0: What, what is wear as in like likeliness to
1: fail or is it less efficient? Failing, like, likeliness to fail only comes above like 95 degrees Celsius, which you would never hit with a cooler that's properly placed on okay but you're gonna have high wear and tear if your if your cpu is constantly running at 90 degrees celsius that's really bad okay you're gonna shorten the lifespan
0: okay because cpus can die out and it is our cpus well i guess if it's if it's like the electricity cpus are the main draw user i guess of power of power?
1: I don't know enough about that to answer it.
0: All right. We, don't, we really don't need to get into it. We don't.
1: I, I'm, I'm wondering why you bring up cooling on the CPU episode. Beca- okay. So the main reason why is because when you put in the CPU, you have to put on the cooling to be able to test your computer. Oh, nice. That is why. Okay. And it's not too complicated. What I'm going to do for your... So there's two options. I was talking about that earlier. Right, let me get back to it. Two options. You can either do air cooling, which is using a heat sink that'll be put on top of your CPU with thermal paste which let me explain what that is right now thermal paste is basically it's a coolant um what's the word i'm trying to think of like a, i guess paste that's really the best way to describe <laughs> it it's a coolant paste like it's called and it's it, well, called thermal paste thermal paste which is
0: potentially confusing
1: hey you're listening but it's good. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> i shouldn't um, be the one correcting you <laughs> but it, it extracts um the heat that's coming that's being generated from the electricity and puts it into the heat sink and then the fan you know outputs that so heat sink consider. is a fan the heatsink is not actually the fan. The fan is the fan. The okay. heatsink is this I don't know what it's made out of, it's some type of metal, and it gets mounted on top of your CPU by screwing it in, basically. And it pulls all of the heat that gets extracted from the um, thermal paste and pushes it into the heatsink, pushes a really bad word, like a diaphragm. Maybe, (laughs) maybe like a diaphragm, but it exchanges the heat, gets it out of the computer. It cools down. your That's that's the basic way to put it. But the two ways air cooling, which I think is really kind of disappearing. My computer still has air cooling because back when I built it, that was the most popular thing. But now we have liquid cooling, which is, as it sounds, it's it's some type. I don't think it's water. It's some type of liquid that transfers heat really well. And usually it gets output to a radiator which is attached to fans, and it works kind of the same way.
0: Oh, okay. So you're cooling the liquid, which is in contact with the hot the, hardware. The
1: ex- with the hot hardware, which is gets brought up to the radiator, which exchanges the heat. And usually the fans are a lot smaller, which is why it's quieter. Okay. Compared to fans. But there fans. are
0: still fans. That's
1: interesting. I, th- I believe I don't think they all have them, but a lot of really like high-end liquid cooling have radiators, because you can overclock. So when you overclock, you're going to increase the thermal output of your cpu because you're running more volts mm-hmm. through it to get that extra power so you need to have better cooling and that's why cooling is important because you might as well overclock you're going to get more you're getting basically free performance if you have the cooling to deal with it I'm in paying, your case are paying for that k right? you're paying for that K. you might as well take advantage of it, of it. <laughs> so in your case we're going to get you liquid cooling um there's a lot of that
0: sounds very complicated like a fan that you stick on the side get that hot air out Easy peasy. It's a bunch re- of tubes full of water in my expensive computer. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of work
1: to me. It, I don't know. You can't spill anything unless you cut open the tubes. They're not like, it's not like you could dump it and accidentally we'll, everything we'll falls see. out. We'll see what I can do when we go oh, to build man. it. Oh <laughs> man. Oh, that's a nightmare to think about. <laughs> but it's, it's really simple to set up. I actually have only set up one liquid cooling CPU. And I did it more so with the help of the internet than doing it myself because All I was right. scared. So it'll be something... That we're gonna learn together.
0: At least this isn't the dry run.
1: No, not at all. It's not the first run. I'm
0: trying to think of a liquid cooling dry run pun. I knew that's what you were but trying to do. <laughs> I don't think it'll come
1: across correctly, so I'm just gonna leave it. It's fine. But um yeah, liquid cooling's gonna have you be able to output, you know, the highest overclock, lower the temperatures the most. I didn't actually even talk about what the what temperatures you should be running. That's that's really important. At idle, a really good CPU um cooler something like liquid would probably run at about 35 to 30 degrees celsius
0: that's a complete idle isn't that like 90 degrees fahrenheit
1: it could be but either way it's it is there i just know that number that's what i know it might be i don't know enough about temperature conversions conversions. all right you are american right i am american (laughs) i don't use the other worldly (laughs) calculations Uh. um but so, 35 degrees for idle, and if you're running, like, really hardware-intensive Wait, you, things... no,
0: you do use the otherworldly calculations. I don't use Celsius. Didn't you just say Celsius?
1: That's what... Okay, so let me explain that. All computer hardware is done in Celsius, so I have to use it, but if I'm... No,
0: I know, but then you, you just said that you don't use other... Okay, all right. So you, you are you're not saying that because you come from some foreign land where they speak in Celsius.
1: Yeah, you're saying land. that
0: because because that's what the manufacturer lists.
1: That's what all people who talk about computers talk about. They talk, do it all in Celsius. Okay. don't know why, but that's just how it is and, that's and what you know That's what I know, and that's what I know what good temperatures are. So idle 35. if you're running regular stuff, probably maybe 50, it's not much higher 45. But if you're doing really hardware intensive, it's probably going to be around close to 70, maybe 65,
0: which is still fine. I'm just thinking about like zero, zero Celsius is 32 Fahrenheit, mm-hmm. so 35 Celsius seems like it would be a lot. Like
1: it probably it, like I guess
0: if you I mean your... computers are hot, right? I think I think we don't really think about it as much, but I've had my laptop like gaming in bed. With my laptop on my lap,
1: Mm -hmm. and they would just like burn my thigh. Yeah, they can get really hot. So I
0: guess that makes sense now that I think about
1: it. And imagine if you're touching the actual CPU, the chip itself, if you put your feet, it would burn you. Yeah. It would be that hot. And I bet you like 28, I don't know why I'm trying to guess
0: (laughs) (laughs) metric conversions, but I I feel like 28 is probably like room temperature Celsius, something like that. I don't don't know. know. Let's let's leave that alone. Okay. (laughs) But um, yeah, so. Liquid cooling, Do, where, does the liquid, like, need? To, I imagine, this is what I'm thinking, right? Mm-hmm. The liquid is running through water
1: or not. Okay, running, that's... it's not flowing, if that's what you're thinking. Okay, wow, that's
0: already a all right, Yeah, a I can see where I, you were going right there. <laughs> I was
1: thinking it had to, like, run over all the hot spots and, mm-hmm. like, treat it? It, the, th- so this still has thermal paste on it, that's part of both of the cooling devices. It just, the thermal paste extracts the heat from that. And then sends it into the liquid, and that liquid disperses it to the radiator, and that gets dispersed. The liquid dispersed. doesn't move. Does not move. It's just filled. That sounds like way
0: less cool than I thought it was. No, it's not as cool. It's <laughs> well, definitely
1: it's efficiently cooling. Ooh, yeah, but it's it not is. as cool. It's not as cool with a K. <laughs> I
0: guess. I guess that's like not as scary then, because I'm picturing like running water around. People inside do that, of... like
1: really high end enthusiast builds. Like they actually have custom, you know, water tubing. It looks really cool, but it's. It's, like, so above what I'm doing. Okay, so we're going to get, you know, some plastic tubes, put some whatever in there. and Or do they arrive They, they arrive all pre-done. It's literally, you mount oh. it on, you plug it into the... You don't plug it in. You, you put it on the radiator, and you're, you're all set. So you're not, like, running tubes around mm-hmm. the inside of the... No, not at all. It's one single tube, and that's usually made of, like, rubber.
0: I can't wait to see this, because my... my th- Feelings on what it was going to be like. I already are just totally shattered. So. Oh yeah,
1: it's 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 so funny you mentioned that. Where did you get that notion that it was like? I mean, or it was just you what say you say?
0: Liquid cooling, like I I, I imagine. Like, I guess yeah, the water is going to get hot. You got to move it to cool that water off and replace it with cooler water. Yeah, I guess yeah. But I guess the water is just or liquid is just a conduit for the heat to disperse. That's
1: the word I've been looking for this entire time. Conduit. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. All right. It's, that's what it is and it's it's simple it's not complicated okay it's it's very easy to do sounds good that's Uh, easier said than done it is easier said than done or maybe
0: maybe easier said than to find out how to do it because that's the problem that i'm having
1: which is why i'm here
0: that's thank you thank you for
1: being here brevin (laughs) i greatly appreciate your input um i didn't actually mention before we you know wrap everything up we're we're gonna get you a corsair cpu not that that I mean, probably matters too much to you. I don't know enough about naming conventions of the CPUs. I don't CPUs know what to, that means. Oh, oh, wait, okay, let me explain what Corsair is. See, I'm jumping the gun. I can't, what believe,
0: I, I can't believe you thought that I
1: knew what a Corsair is. It's CPU because meant. we've been talking about it and we're just going. <laughs> okay. um, so Corsair is a company that makes computer products. And one of the things they do a lot of is cooling. And it's what I have. It's, I use a lot of Corsair products. And do, you, when it comes to do
0: you mean Corsair Liquid Cooling? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, that's the, that's the cooler
1: we're going to get you. But you decided... Did I say CPU? You said CPU. Sorry about oh, that. Yeah.
0: Okay, so I thought it was some other weird Intel thing. No, no, no. no. Corsair, Corsair is the company
1: cooler. from Intel yeah. that makes the cooling. I apologize Corsair that. Cooling. Okay. Because now that you say I said CPU, I remember saying it. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. So the cooling device is going to be made by Corsair. I don't know enough about the naming conventions of how they name them. It's going to be probably one of the more common ones. We'll just get you whatever. What everyone says is good, we're going to get you that. Is there a lot? Of, wow. I mean, I feel like it's
0: far less complicated than what I was imagining. So there's there's probably a lot less variation as far as what specific liquid cooling unit you need to get for your PC. It's yeah, probably pretty it's generic. a lot less. Yeah. Okay. Because you don't need like, how, what length of liquid tube do yeah. I need to run around my... Kit, you know, or like
1: mounting. That's all the same. When yeah, it comes to mounting. yeah, The only thing, maybe, actually, no, I don't even know enough about that. I don't know. Maybe some cases AMD needs different cooling, but I'm I'm not too sure on it. But um, all Intel uses the same cooling. We'll leave AMD to the AMD experts because they know more than I do. And you know what? After
0: this episode, we don't need to mention it ever again, right?
1: Yeah. Actually, that's no, not true. Next episode, all but right. not much about it. It will be. It'll be a lot briefer than it was on this. Okay. Okay. Sounds um, good. Speaking of which, what is our next episode? we're gonna talk about graphics cards yeah it's the most fun fun part it's very fun not the most fun but it's very very fun because most of your money is going to be going to this part so you need to know the most about it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and And it's going to affect you the most
0: yeah so it seems like we're going in an order of which the parts most practically affect the machine yeah maybe it's the price point
1: not the price point, because the graphics card is going to be more expensive than your mm, CPU. This, okay. this is going to be the biggest chunk of the money that you're going to be spending, by so, far. So it's actually maybe good to get
0: out of the way early, because then it'll let you know how much money you have left. For exactly.
1: The... You know what you have for everything else. Mm, okay. And you know when you can spend extra money to get other parts. And we'll talk about that more as we get farther and farther along.
0: This has been the first episode of Computable. Do we want to... Uh, do we have any, any closing segment? No, 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 we don't. I was th- I mean, some podcasts like end in a song or like Q and guess we don't have any Q and A. We don't have
1: any Q and A. We don't have viewers yet.
0: Oh, we have it. We have an email. I'm so glad I just oh, yeah, happened we to do. think of that. Our email is computablepodcast at gmail dot com, spelt like those words are sound. Those words sound rather <laughs> at gmail.com dot com. at gmail.com Tennyson, um, any any critiques you have? Any questions? Any praise? We'll we'll read them. Yeah, we'll answer
1: any questions you got about anything. Anything? Just kidding. Just well, kidding. I mean, I
0: don't want to like plan for wild success because I, we might reach like ten viewers, listeners. Mm-hmm. But I, I imagine there are instances where podcasts start out real grassroots, like and they open and they say like oh i i know that people don't do this but i really love my fans so i'll respond to every single email that comes in and then you know a month later they have like three million listeners or mm-hmm. whatever yeah and it's like totally not doable so maybe at that point we can have clerks send that responses like yeah. the queen of england has signed signed for us yeah when we get to that point that'd be nice well we can dream we'll dream we'll it's dream. episode one for now Let's build this PC.